Welcome to Cardinals Cover 2. Buda Baker, what heart, what threat. This guy's unbelievable. Cardinals Cover 2 is presented by Hyundai, proud partner of the Arizona Cardinals, and by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. He's at the 10, half a five. He's in again. Some more Murray magic. Wow. Here's Craig Grealoux. The first offensive lineman off the board, the first offensive lineman drafted by the Cardinals in the first round since 2015. Welcome Harris Johnson Jr. to Arizona. We'll hear from the sixth overall pick shortly, but first some initial thoughts from us. Craig Riolu, Paul Calvisi here at the Dignity Health Arizona Cardinals Training Center. This, Paul, is where I watched in real time as the Cardinals bounced around from 3 to 12 to 6 to land Johnson. You, out at State Farm Stadium in Glenda with the rest of the Bird Gang, what was their reaction throughout this entire process? Well, it was great energy from the start just because you were picking number three overall. Then the trade came down, and I was curious to see, okay, how are they going to react here? But you know what? There was resounding applause because I think people know that, guess what? You got a first-round pick from Houston next year. And we all know the state of Houston Texans football, and if they're playing a rookie quarterback all next year, that could be a big-time pick. And then when they came up to number six, you know, there was sort of that, that buzz, that murmur through the crowd. And then when the offensive lineman, Paris Johnson Jr., was selected, I thought maybe it might be a somewhat of a muted reaction because, you know, you don't have, you know, it's not like he's a skilled position player with all the highlights and the rep and how many people truly know offensive linemen. But no, I think the Red Sea has realized at this point, you can have all the weapons you want on offense. If you don't have a, at least a solid offensive line, guess what? Your offense isn't going to go anywhere. And so I think they appreciate the fact that Cardinals did invest heavily in arguably the best offensive lineman in this draft. And you talk about history, Craig. Think about it. The last 15 drafts in round one or round two, this is only the third offensive lineman the Arizona Cardinals have selected in round one or two over the last 15 drafts. DJ Humphreys, Jonathan Cooper, and now Paris Johnson Jr. And don't forget the Cardinals also landed a third-round pick next year as well as part of that deal. So you move three spots, and you pick up a first, and you pick up a third in next year's draft. I'll take that every day of the week. In fact, I was watching NFL Network and their draft recap coverage late last night, and this is Mark Ross now. Former front office executive, spent a lot of years, a lot of NFL teams and a lot of war rooms. And there he was on NFL Network last night. And here's his quote. I thought Houston gave up way too much. End quote. Good. That's perfect. That's exactly what you want to hear. That's exactly what Monty Ford was out to accomplish. Get the guy they wanted all along in Paris Johnson Jr., but not a number three. Go get him a number six. And then get that first round pick next year make someone pay dearly for the right to come up so uh, yeah I thought it was very well played by the Cardinals especially by a rookie GM and to do that on the clock remember what uh, Jonathan Gannon told the media I can't wait to see Monty work the phones on Thursday night well guess what two trades Paris Johnson Jr. and a first round pick plus the third as you cited next year I think that qualifies as a double thumbs up all right let's touch on the player himself six foot six 310 pounds offensive lineman the versatility to play both left guard or excuse me left tackle or right guard 13 starts last year at left tackle 13 starts the season before at right guard don't know where he's going to play but 
the general manager and the head coach like versatility at any position. What's great is when you watch some of his film, and uh, Paulie Pencilneck here isn't exactly an expert in offensive line play, doesn't matter. When you see him go against Georgia's defensive line, when you see him go against Clemson, when you see him go against Michigan's defensive front, and just his ability to dominate at times, his ability to really be that physical guy, yet at the same time, he gets out in space. He's athletic enough from a left tackle, and they're pulling him all the way to the right side. He's getting out, and he's getting to the second level. So I think there are a lot of different options. We had a chance to interview him at the draft party. One of the questions I asked him up on the Jumbotron, because he was coming to us remote from Kansas City, the site of the draft party, was just about his positional flexibility. And he's fully on board, whether he's playing tackle, whether he's playing interior, O-line. Heck, he even heard him offer to be able to play center if he needs to learn how to snap it. It's, that's how willing he is uh, to come in and actually be a starter from day one. And let's face it, he's going to be given every chance to do exactly that. A unanimous first-team All-American, first-team All-Big Ten, academic Big Ten. This is all from last season. The versatility is something that is going to be interesting to pay attention to where he begins his career. Maybe maybe they play him at multiple spots initially just to figure out where he best fits. Obviously, you look at tackle, DJ Humphreys, Kelvin Beecham, Josh Jones, Will Hernandez right now at right guard. Do you slide him over to the left side and put Johnson at right guard? There's a number of different options, but right now I think the excitement is just get him in the building, get him acclimated to the pro game, and then figure out what he can do and take it baby steps at first. Yeah. And look, Monty Asaford will tell you, you're drafting the person as much as the player. And when you get into Paris Johnson, the human being, we had someone in the war room tell us within the last 24 hours, he has been one of the most impressive interviews and has had one of the most impressive top 30 visits ever. I mean, we're talking in recent memory. You're talking about a guy who was a journalism major, graduated with a journalism degree, and was a writer for the school paper. He had his own beat. He speaks multiple languages, Mandarin Chinese. He's working on Portuguese right now. Started a charity that would benefit veterans in high school. So it was a really intriguing interview last night, and we're going to get a sense, everybody will, in this introductory press conference. Did you see his mom on TV on NFL Network, and they interviewed her, and she called him the gentle giant until he goes out on the field, until he gets between the white lines. And I asked him about that, and he said, oh, yeah. He said, my personality most definitely changes when I get out on that field. And uh, he, he talked about himself just trying to be the most physical player on that field. So you like the mental makeup and the maturity. And I think, honestly, you, you like the fact that he appreciates being an Arizona Cardinal with the lineage, his dad being a former draft pick, 1999. Yeah, fifth-round pick, his father, Paris Johnson, a safety. And now you've got Paris Johnson Jr., who is an offensive lineman. And the draft profile, NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah, when you talk about that physical and just the nasty streak – this is what Jeremiah wrote about Johnson as far as in the run game especially. Quote, he flashes a nasty streak to finish to the ground. And that's kind of what we've heard both from Monty Austin Ford and Jonathan Gannon. They want those physical players that maybe that switch does turn on when they cross that white line. Look, here's the reality. You're in a division with Nick Bosa. You're, they now added Javon Hargrave. You're in a division with Aaron Donald. 
you know the sort of pressure that Pete Carroll likes to put on the quarterback. you got to solidify the offensive line. Quarterback is number one. Get to the quarterback is number two. Protect thy quarterback is number three. And we've talked about it. This reset of the Cardinals roster is going to be done from the inside out. So now you have a guy who could be a guard in year one, could eventually move to tackle at any point during his rookie season or beyond. But it's that mentality, it's that skill set. Reminds me a lot of a DJ Humphreys in some ways. DJ Humphreys is the most gregarious, outgoing, and, and funny personality you meet off the field. But on the field, and I've watched him his whole career down on the sideline, look out. On game day, DJ Humphreys is a different dude. And he brings that nasty, and he'll finish blocks. And so all the scouting reports say have a very similar read on Paris Johnson Jr. And it was Humphreys who was the last first-round pick of an offensive lineman by the Arizona Cardinals in 2015. You brought up Kyler Murray. There is already a connection between those two, first during Johnson's top 30 visit, and then you and I were outside as Johnson entered the building for the first time. And who is the first person he runs into? Kyler Murray, who had just finished his workout and they exchange high fives and hugs as well. And, hey, you keep the quarterback upright, you keep the quarterback happy, and that's the job of all five of those offensive linemen. And I love the story that Paris Johnson Jr. told to the media as he enters the press room right now, just to how much he appreciated meeting Kyler on his top 30 visit and how much that resonated with him. Let's hear from general manager Monty Ford. All right. Uh, welcome, everybody. Um, exciting day here for the Cardinals organization. I uh, got a chance to get Paris Johnson Jr. here um, and his family and close, uh, close people to him. Got him, uh, got him here this morning. They had a great, great couple days in Kansas City, great event for them, and we are very excited to have him here. You know, Paris had a, had a great career at Ohio State, and we are very excited to add him to the Cardinals family. Paris has, like I said last night, Paris has impressed us every step of the way as a football player, and even more importantly, as a person. Uh, Paris is exactly what we're looking for in terms of the makeup of a player, and we are excited to have him join our organization. So without further ado, I'd like to bring Paris Johnson, Jr., the newest member of the Arizona Cardinals, to the stage. This is awesome. I mean, I feel like all the work that um, that has been done, not only for myself, but um, from my mom right here. Um, you know, she's the first one to invest in me. You know, so first, I want to thank you, especially for all you've done, and I want to thank all my family who came here today. And Adam, I appreciate everything you've done. And the second off, I, I, I want to thank you guys. I, um, Mr. Bidwell, Coach. Um, JG and um, Mr. Monty. I mean, I mean to, to to get the call from you guys, life changing, you know. And to be here, to be in Arizona, um, to be a Cardinal. I mean, I I I I, I say I'm a Cardinal with pride, you know. So to be be a part be a part of this team is amazing. So thank you. Hey, Coach, Josh Weinfuss with ESPN. Um, you seen yesterday on the on, when we talked to you after the draft that you had watched a lot of film of Kyler. 
playing with CJ in college, how did that prepare you to play with a quarterback who's Kyler-esque? Yes, so um, I would say the play style between CJ and, and um, K1 is different. But I would say, again, um, playing – they're both elite quarterbacks. And yet, um, my freshman year, I did have time to play with Justin Fields. And I would say his game reflects the qualities that, you, you know, Kyler has. So I think playing with two, uh, two guys who are elite guys at quarterback and then to come here with another guy who's already established, um, again, he's, he has the ability to stay in a pocket to make crazy throws, but he has the ability to extend plays unlike any other quarterback in the league. So, I mean, so that transition from going from two elite quarterbacks with different play styles to having somebody with a, a blend of both, you know, with, with a great speed and, and athleticism, I mean, but that's what you want as an offensive lineman, you know what I mean? So I'm hype. That's what you want, you know? <laughs> uh, Paris, Richard Sines, Fox 10 Phoenix, welcome. Welcome to the Valley. Thank um, you. You, you, you talked about you know, wanting to be an Arizona Cardinal. It's obvious the organization wanted you. What goes through your mind when you hear Kyler Murray wanted you? And, and just take us through the, the first time you met him and you, you kind of found out that, that he wanted you to be a Cardinal too. And what does that mean to you when the franchise quarterback says, I want this guy? Yeah, I mean, that's huge. And, I, I mean, I, I don't take that him wanting me to come here for well, – granted, I mean, I'm, I'm, my, my top 30 visit, I – Got some food here, walking through um, um, this hallway, this hallway over here, and I, I, I look around the corner, I see him, I give him a head, and I'm trying to act all cool, you know what I mean? I'm not trying to act a fanboy, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm like, you know, it was good. And then he's like, hey, Pete, come here. I'm like, yo, he knows me. Type thing. So I'm walking over, I'll show you. I'm walking over, I'm texting my teammate, um, Luke Whipler, I'm like, dude, Kyle Murray, he knows who I am. You know what I mean? So, um, so I'm acting all cool and texting him. And I was like, yo, what's up? He's like, Paris, you know, I've seen you play. I've seen your pro day. I've seen all this. And he's like, I like, love what I see. I see how hard you play, the tenacity, the finish. And I would love for you to block for me. And I think just, just coming from a, a franchise guy, he said it before I had a chance to say it'd be an honor to play for him. Like, he, he said it first, come out of his mouth first. Man, that's huge. Like, that's an honor, you know, and, and I respect that. So that's, that's amazing. Hey, Paris. Uh, Darren Urban from azcardinals.com. Um, you said yesterday, and I'm sure you're always going to say it, you don't care where they play you, but just kind of where is your mindset in terms of coming in this season, uh, playing right away? I, I saw that you got a chance to talk a little bit to DJ Humphreys when you walked in the door. Just kind of where are you? I know you're going to say you'll do whatever they want, but what, what do you want? I want to play. That is... That is all I want to do, you know. Um, I've expressed to uh, uh, Mr. Monty, you know, if I got to play free safety, I would play free safety. You know what I mean? You know, like, I just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, I am here to help the team win, you know. It's all about the team, right? And then when a team wins, every individual person wins. So whether I'm at guard, whether, whether I'm at tackle on the right or the left side, it does not matter. They teach me how to snap, get a 6-6 six, six center. I'm going to rock out at it. You know what I mean? Just because that's, that's what I want to do. So it doesn't really matter to me. Hey, Paris. Howard Balzer, PHNX. And I know when in high school you got the Anthony Munoz Award who played for the Bengals. Now you worked a little with Willie Anderson who was with the Bengals and, of course, Orlando Pace with the legacy at Ohio State. Can you speak to that in terms of your development? Did you ever have contact with Orlando and how much that meant to you as you developed? Yeah, so, I mean, for, for a person, I feel like um, I've had 
limited time as an offensive lineman compared to how long I've played the game, played against since I was five. I wasn't a lineman until I was a sophomore in high school. But God has put so many elite people in my path where um, I trained with Munoz, I've trained with um, Coach Paul Alexander, I've trained with Willie Anderson, you know what I mean? Um, I've, I've, I've got to talk with Whitworth, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many legendary guys that um, I've been around in such short time period, and it was great that the first technique things I learned happened to be from these legendary guys. You know, I wouldn't say that's not a, that's not a bad way to start as an offensive lineman, you know? Hey, Paris, Julia Lopez, 3TV, CBS 5. Welcome to the Valley. Um, what has been the last 24 hours been like for you? Just getting that phone call, the emotion, the feeling, and then getting over here. What has it been like for you? Fast. Everything's felt fast. I mean, like, um, all the thoughts just, like, racing in my head. Like, this morning, like, for me, it takes, it takes a minute for me to, to, to process stuff. Like, I woke up this morning, and I saw, like, my hat. I saw this hat. Laying in a grand motel, when I stared at it as soon as I got up, and I was like, wow, like, I'm a Cardinal. Like, it's go Cards now. It's not go Bucks. Like, for me, it takes time to register. Like, like, that, like that's the culture. Like, I'm really a part of this. You know what I mean? Um, like, so for me, it's been a, a whirlwind, but it's all been great. It's all been what I wanted, so it's, I'm happy. My mom is happy. She's waited 24 years for this. You know what I mean? Um, since my dad was last year, so... I mean, now it's time to do this thing right. You know, it's the mentality. Paris, you, we kind of touched on this with you last night on the conference call, but you seem like a fairly well-rounded individual. Um, why is that? And has, that have your, has your focus gotten more narrow towards football, or do you kind of consider yourself still pretty well-rounded? I mean, I feel like I can be a well-rounded football player. I mean, I think everything I do stems from the game of football. You know, what I do with my foundation, um, from what I time about my family, our whole world is football. I mean, my, my sister, she spent one of her birthdays on an official visit at LSU. That's as football as it gets, you know, eating cake in a football facility. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I am a football guy. That's where, that's where my whole family's been, you know. Um. You told Monty that you wanted to finish what your dad started. Mm -hmm. Now that you're in the building, what's it like being here where he started his NFL career? Crazy. I mean, it's, 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 it's crazy um, to say that, that now I'm a Cardinal. Um, I mean, to, to be in here, like, I mean, just with the energies. It's not just the fact that he played here that, that, that gives energy, but I feel like with the, the staff that's in the building, which what's so cool, I realized my, my, my visit here, is that it's like a really young coaching staff who's came from all over the country who are like like winners of all other types of franchises and they come here and they're coming with juice and energy. So not only am I, I not only is it my family's the second time in this facility, but man, it's just like a buzzing with juice and energy and like everyone's hustling and competing. Like so to be in that environment, like that's what you want, you know, like you know, it's not, there's no laid back mentality in here. Like people are wanting to work and people are walking a facility, you know, we're ready to go, you know, so that's awesome. Hey, Paris. Jose Romero, Arizona Republic, welcome. Um, this, uh, we read a lot about, you know, the, the community service work you've done. Um, do you, are you excited to get it going here? And where does the spirit of that for you come from? Uh, where does the, the drive to do to help people come from for you? Yes, yeah, so I'm excited to be able to um, impact. 
um, the the um, the neighborhoods around here, and to, to be able to be around the people that live here in, in the city. Um, you know, um, my focus ultimately is what I do here in this facility. So, so I'm, I'm grateful I have my mom who works as hard as she does. So, you know, this, this preseason, this season, I'm all in on ball, you know, because that's where everything starts from, like I said earlier. And then maybe in the postseason on my own time, I might have time while I'm training to be able to get more hands on. But I mean, I feel like the feeling of being able to give back is that my mom instilled that when you pour in it, when you pour into something, when you pour into somebody's life and you pour into something that's great, and the Bible says you get that back tenfold, right? So my mom has continued to invest in a whole bunch of things, right? And she always believed that we'd get it back at some point. So to me, there, there are people who have invested in my mom and in me to help me to, 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 get, to get this point, to be at this podium. So now I feel like it's only right for me to pass that on. You know, that's how you pass the game down. I learned that from my mom in the football world. I learned that from like Willie Anderson um, by helping me out all the time. I'll go down to Atlanta, he flies up. Columbus, he, he trained down at the Pensacola with me every day just because that's him. At least that's how he passes the game down to the next generation because somebody was there with him the entire way too. You know what I mean? Hey, Paris. Um, you referenced your teammate Luke last night and today, and we know that Kyler did some lobbying for you. So have you lobbied any of the guys here to pick Luke at some point in this draft? That was going to be the plan right after this meeting to you know, talk about my guy, Luke. <laughs> but now that we're talking about him, you know, he would love to be here. <laughs> I just got off the phone with him earlier. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> yeah. uh, hi, Paris. Uh, Robbie Baker with Fox 10. Welcome to the Valley. We're excited to have you here. Uh, you can see your, your energy and your excitement and passion to be a member of this organization. How excited are you to work with your new head coach, Jonathan Gannon, that is, we've come to know as a very high energy guy too. Very high energy, and I, that's what I love, is that I, like, I could feel his involvement with the team, and then in our um, the, the meeting, I don't want to discuss the details of what, what we talked about, but like, one thing that I noticed is that his passion to really, um, like his, his passion to develop guys and to get guys in the building who want the same thing as him, which is establish a, a winning culture, you know? And his thing was, you know, those guys that don't have that a winning mentality are not going to be here, you know what I mean? And that's all he wants. I like playing for coaches who are hungry, and they want the one thing is, like, for you to fight and for you to um, just go hard, and then from there you're going to develop your technique and all that stuff along the way with your coaches. But if, you're not, if you don't care about the passion of, of winning, celebrating your teammates and, like, the team's success, then... That's, that's, not, that's, that's, not, that's not the culture here. And I think that's the vibe that I got from you in our meeting. So, I mean, along with the high energy, and he, he's funny, you know. So, he's, he's super funny, you know. He, he, and he, he's from Ohio, so that's my guy, you know. He's from Ohio. <laughs> Paris, Cameron Cox, 12 News. Welcome to the Valley. Thank Can you, you just tell us more about the type of football player you are? And then I was noticing this more like a quick Google search of you. The pictures that come up, you always meet the running back in the end zone. Yeah. And then you're using, like, jumping on his shoulders, getting, like, four feet off the ground. Yeah. Is that just your celebration when you score a touchdown? Yeah. So, one, I feel like the type of player I am, I feel like I play with violence. I feel like that's how I like to play. That's how I like to set the tone. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like um, I like to shock people with speed. You know what I mean? I'm not a 300 and – I'm not 390 pounds where I can just – 
walk towards you slowly and just maul you. I am speed the power, you know what I mean? He'll generate the power through this, this strength that I have, and I face how I play the game, and I play to finish. You know what I mean? The speed that I have, that I thought this is not how I play to finish, to drive you, and I don't stop. You know what I mean? The ability to uh, redirect, I think those are all the gifts and the qualities that I, I have to add to this game. And um, honestly, I do like to show off a little bit of athleticism when I, I try to run down and meet the running back, try to jump over him. And I always think, you know what, I want to hurdle him because I'm getting high enough to hurdle him. But I'm like, how unfortunate would it be if I, these are thoughts I have in my head, like if I hurdled him and like I hit him in the back of the helmet and he face plants and he's out the game, that looks really bad. So that's why I just jump on his shoulders and I just hop off. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> Paris, with all the coincidences there have been, some would say some are meant to be. What's the story about when you were here on your visit in the condo uh, that yeah. you took a picture of and what, what that turned out to be? Yeah, so we're just driving in um, to, to start the visit, and I'm chilling, chilling in the front seat. So I, see, I see some condos. I'm starting to turn into the building. Maybe like before we get the train tracks, I take some, I take a picture of it. I said to my mom, I'm like, yo, you see this condo building it has a really distinct rooftop. It looks kind of cool. And because um, like the rooftops in Ohio don't look like this, you know. <laughs> so I took a picture, and um, she texted me back like 20 minutes later. I mean, I mean my breakfast, and she's like, wow, that's the same condo that you know that me and your dad lived in, I played here, like, to me that's so cool, and like, um, so something else last night, um, um, right before the, um, the draft started, when, when all the players walk on the stage, um, I'm, I'm, I'm chilling, I'm, 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 I'm in line, I'm in line before we do the national anthem and everything, and um, we do that, we, we, and then we like walk back down, and I see Aeneas Williams, and um, to my dad, he was a mentor to my dad when they played here together for my dad's year for like a year and a half. And he like mentored my dad, tried to get him involved in the community. He tried to get him to stay um, disciplined on the field. You know what I mean? And so I saw him, adapt him up. I was like, hey, what's going on? He was like, hey, we're gonna do this thing right. And I looked at him and I was like, yeah. You know, I don't know, he's, I was like, cause this is before the draft, I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And then I go back in the room and I, I then I, I come back out, I walk across stage, I, I get the jersey, and then I walk down, and he's, and he's one of the people like, who's like, walk me to, to the, where, where all the, the, the Bird Gang fans are. And um, I'm, I'm walking down, he passed me on the back, he's like, told you. <laughs> Pat me on the back. You know, so it's little stuff like that, like for him to be there for my dad. You know, my dad, was not, if anybody in the building was around, he was here, he's not the best listener. You know what I mean? So for me, I take it as a lesson learned, full circle moment. I feel like that's a guy as I build a relationship with him. Maybe that can be a guy who can teach me about his experience, follow away. He's a Hall of Fame dude. He's a legendary Cardinal. You know what I mean? So I think that full circle moment, like where are the odds out of all the Hall of Fame dudes there are, he was the only one that was right next to the stage of the draft. He was the only one there, you know, with the gold jacket on. So I mean, thought it was cool. You've been listening to Paris Johnson Jr., his introductory press conference, some more photo opportunities as well. The 
number one on the back of the jersey. Paris Johnson Jr. all smiles during what was almost a 17-minute press conference. And you could certainly see and hear the energy in his voice and the passion in which he won plays the game of football, loves the game of football, and then the passion and love that he has for his family, a number of family members in attendance, including his mom. And let's just go back, Paul, real quick on just the last response that we heard as far as what he called a full circle moments. We heard about the story, and we touched on it earlier, that his father was a fifth-round pick of the Cardinals back in 1999. Well, during Johnson's top 30 visit he saw a condo with a with a what was it with a distinguished rooftop sent it to his mom mom responds similar type of rooftop that her and johnson's dad stayed in when johnson senior was with the cardinals and then running into aeneas williams prior to the draft williams a mentor to Paris Johnson Sr. Yeah, a full circle moment here with the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, that's um, that's destiny right there. When you run into uh, Aeneas Williams, right? The gold jacket, an all-timer whose name is in the ring of honor. Just look at Paris Johnson right there with his family and Team Paris. That's uh, that's great stuff. You, you can just feel the enthusiasm to be in Arizona, to come full circle, as you mentioned, um, you know, we, he talked about a little of everything. He called it life-changing was one of the first terms he used off the top. Said the experience so far has been both amazing and fast, is what he said. Everything's been a blur. Uh, I love the way he, he had some uh, name-dropping, some of the legendary offensive yep. linemen that he has worked with, from Willie Anderson to most recently Andrew Whitworth. So he's been identified ever since he was in high school and that Anthony Munoz award winner. As the question said, you know, as a prodigy, as the next great offensive lineman uh, to come out of Ohio State, and that's the stat. He's the first offensive tackle taken in the top 10 out of Ohio State since Orlando Pace went number one overall in 1997. But maybe my favorite quote, because look, it all comes down to game day, comes down to Sundays. I know exactly where you're going because I highlighted it as well. And and so, yeah, you can finish my thought, but I, I just, you know, he had a couple of staccato phrases describing his game, and I'm quoting him now, I play with violence, I shock people with my speed, my speed to power, I play to finish, to drive you. And he says he likes to show off his athleticism after they reach the end zone. But just that mentality, you can understand how that is a fit with Jonathan Gannon and Monty Austin for That word violence, in a football sense, was one of the Four key core words cited by Jonathan Gannon in his introductory press conference. So you have that sort of that sync between the head coach and and the player and the mentality, and you understand when they're trying to reset the culture as well. That okay, you can understand why this was very attractive to the Arizona Cardinals in making this selection. Another moment during that press conference that harkened back to both when Monty Austin Fort was introduced and Jonathan Gannon was Johnson talking about, I'm here to help the team win. It's all about the team. When he was asked about, where do you want to play? I just want to play. And then he joked, I'll play safety if asked, which I don't know if it was Monty or JG in the background saying, no, 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 I think, I think we're good there. You're very athletic. We just, we, we need you up front on that line of scrimmage. But again, 
we're all interested. Where is he going to line up that first practice, that first time he steps on the field? Because it's so, he's got to start somewhere. It just might not be where we see him ultimately week one or week eight. Hey, they've already moved Zayvon Collins to outside linebacker. So this team is going to put players in the best spots possible to win. So whether that could potentially be left guard against DJ, you know, with DJ Humphreys, whether Will Hernandez might go to left guard where he spent so many years in the New York Giants, and, and there's Paris Johnson Jr. at right guard where he started two years ago all 13 games. I liked his little quip about pitching for his guy Luke Whipler, who, by the way, has been Ohio State's starting yep. center the last couple of years and has been highly decorated. Do you think this team still needs to answer the center question? Without question. <laughs> so, hey, I mean, it, it was a fun little tidbit in the press conference. Don't think it might not be reality. I, I don't know what a realistic draft spot is for Luke Whipler, but that would fill a big-time need. So there's that. And then I was intrigued about how he, he talked about blocking for a Kyla Murray. And he said, in his opinion, his own scouting report, you know, C.J. Stroud and Kyla Murray, different quarterbacks. However, his freshman year, he blocked for Justin Fields, the current Bears franchise quarterback. And so he does have some experience, you know, blocking for that elite, athletic, dual-threat type quarterback. And, uh, you know, his comment on that was just, uh, you know, how much he looks forward to that because it really keeps the defense honest. So, okay, you know, he, obviously just the maturity, everything he's accomplished off the field, you know, he certainly seems like he's ready to go. You know, D.J. Humphreys was the last Cardinals offensive lineman taken in round one. And let's face it, wasn't nearly as mature his first year as Paris Johnson Jr. appears to be. And DJ would be the first to tell you that. Um, and, and for that reason, he basically had a redshirt year, DJ Humphreys, 2015, when he came in as a rookie. Not the case with Paris Johnson Jr. He's going to be plug-and-play, I believe. Well, you're a top-ten pick. You're the sixth overall selection. The, or the expectation is that you're playing somewhere along that offensive line. There should not be a redshirt season for Paris Johnson Jr. Look, the football player, we can all see that on Saturdays. Now we'll see it on Sunday, but we also saw some of that personality as well when he retold the story of running into Kyler Murray during the top 30 visit. And that, once again, I think we're going to compare a lot of Johnson with a DJ Humphreys because Hump has that same personality. And then you referenced it earlier. Once DJ walks out of that football field and the ball is snapped, he is a different human being difficult for players to turn it on and turn it off but we've seen it with dj and i think we're going to see it with paris and that's the question that really wasn't asked in this press conference that i wish would have been and if we would have been in there i would have thrown that out there because i i, I did pose that question to him at the draft party last night and he got deadly serious when he talked about his mentality on the field when it's game day when it's game time and he's between the white lines like he said that violent side of him, that physical side of him, that desire to not just block you, but finish you, drive you into the ground. So don't think that doesn't go a long way with the talent evaluators in this coaching staff, especially in an ultra-physical division with a Nick Boses and Javon Hargrave and Aaron Donald and everything Pete Carroll tries to do. So that's going to go a long way. And, and look, let's face it, Kyler Murray's coming back from a knee injury. And he's got to be confident in his offensive line. And, Craig, we've seen it with every team in this league at different times. When you're rebuilding an offensive line, it doesn't matter what you have for weapons. You're going to have the best set of receivers and running backs and tight ends. If the offensive line isn't whole, if the offensive line isn't reliable and isn't stout, you're not going to do much of anything. 
Go back to 2008. Cardinals had Anquan Bolden and Larry Fitzgerald and Edger and James, but it's only until they got that offensive line correct and that same starting five played all year long, all the way to Super Bowl 43. They weren't the best line in the league, but they were ultra-reliable. Everyone had confidence in that line. That's what you're trying to achieve, at least in year one, as this, I believe, you know, is something they're going to put more assets into over the next couple of days. Well, 10 different offensive line combinations a year ago. So you're going to want depth along that offensive line right now. 15 on the roster, counting Paris Johnson Jr. Is there going to be another addition or additions as you look ahead now to day two and day three of the draft? Coming up in round two, you got the 33rd overall pick. That is the second pick in round two. And then three third-round selections, 81, 94, and 96, my guess is, yeah, I think offensive line, defensive line, edge rusher, cornerback. There's four positions right there. You got four picks. Maybe you can check off every single box. And if Monty trades down from number 33 overall, I wouldn't be shocked either. There are a lot of players that fell out of that first round that are sitting there atop round two. Cardinals have the second pick in the second round. You got to figure he's getting a few phone calls, maybe not as many as last night. I'm curious if he entertains those. If not, yeah, but Joey Porter Jr. is there, a 6'2 corner. Uh, Julius Brents out of Kansas State, a 6'3 corner. I could see either one of those guys. A Keon White out of Georgia Tech, the edge rusher, 6'5", 285, with a lot of upside. I think any of those players might make a lot of sense at number 33 because you're right. Look, you tracked it, all the reports that had the top 30 visits. And it was between the top 30 visits, the combine interviews, virtual interviews. Pro days. The pro days. The vast majority of the players the Cardinals interviewed were offensive linemen, defensive linemen, slash edge, or corner. There were some centers mixed in there. Round three, uh, you know, if you still have um, Steve Avila from TCU on the board, I can see the Cardinals going center in round three. I don't know how long John Michael Schmitz is going to last from, from Minnesota. Juice Scruggs out of Penn State. These are all centers that the Cardinals might have their eyes on. But there's no doubt I think that's the priority. O-line, D-line, corner. And I think with these four picks today, Cardinals will probably hit every one of those position groups. Much more on the draft. You can follow everything on azcardinals.com. And, of course, on Saturday, another Cardinals Draft Central show. Myself, Paul, Danny Sarek, the three of us will kind of Recap all three days. We'll join you when the Cardinals with their final pick of day three, which right now is 213 in the sixth round. We'll see if that maintains. Or again, with two picks in the sixth round on day three, do you move up? Do you move back? Given what Monty's done already, I've got to be ready for everything. What was the scouting report going into this draft? No one has any idea what the Houston Texans are going to do, right? That was what that was the narrative. No. No one has any idea what the Cardinals are going to do what they did last night going from three down to 12 back up to six so uh, once again um, everybody who has said that Houston gave up too much good that was the plan for the Arizona Cardinals make somebody pay dearly for number three overall still get your guy in Paris Johnson Jr. and then just watch and see if that first round pick isn't a top three or top five pick next year right there that's just a big win in round one to me 
my my overall takeaway: Paris Johnson Jr. great, but man, that's going to pay off twofold when you have another really high pick in round one next year. Cardinals Draft Central. Tune in on Saturday via the Cardinals Twitter account, YouTube channel, azcardinals.com, or the mobile app. Until then, for Paul Calvisi, I'm Craig Riolu. All draft coverage all weekend on azcardinals.com.